Hi there, welcome to the Look for Strength podcast where we share exceptional stories from exceptional individuals around the world for exceptional listeners. I'm Amay Look and I'm your host. Today's podcast features Michael Bonaccini. It's a continuation of our part one where he talks about leadership in the restaurant industry and his journey. This podcast will continue our talk on leadership in such a fast-paced industry, as well as his thoughts on social media and misconceptions that you may have about the restaurant industry. Let's jump right in. Some have an innate skill set sort of built into them where they they are natural at it. Others have to work at it. Uh, and it's it's not easy to do. It's uh, a roller coaster ride. It can be tough being the guy at the top who's making the decisions that affect every single individual. But with um, the right experience, expertise, uh, understanding how to uh, pull the best out of every employee is is a part of the stepping stones to becoming a great leader, uh, and that, and that will come with time. It, it's uh, look, I uh, our industry, the hospitality industry, has been notorious for being one of those industries that has been very dinosaur-like. And, and it's all about the screaming and shouting and the cursing and swearing that goes on in, in kitchens. But I am I am proud to say that the times have changed tremendously. And we now realize <clears throat> that those were never great ways to manage and motivate and lead and create a positive environment for, for people to excel and and become the best version of themselves. And it, we have to work hard in, in all industries to create an environment where people feel that they are a part of what is going on each and every day, that what they do provides value, that they have a sense of purpose, that they're engaged, that um you're able to to create opportunity for individuals to grow. And and those sorts of things have boded extremely well for us at Oliver and Bonaccini. You know, one of the greatest resources in any business is the human resource factor. And given what we've gone through recently with tough COVID times, uh, you need to hang on to your people as long as you can, your human resource, uh, your your energy that, that they provide, you have to hang on to that and really work extra hard to grow and develop those employees. And um, we've certainly found over the years that that increases tenure within the company. And that increased tenure is hugely valuable and and part of the success of any business because it's very, very costly to lose employees, have to go out and replace them, retrain, bring them up to speed. The costs of that are enormous, not just dollars and cents, but also the the mental and physical cost uh, of existing employees, employees that have to undertake that uh, training and process. Um, 
And we certainly find that employees within our organization are, are looking for opportunities of growth. You know, a young cook wants to become a sous chef, from a sous chef to a chef, a chef de cuisine, an executive chef. Then before you know it, they're asking to, to want to take on another kitchen or open up a restaurant where there's an experience, a restaurant opening. Well, we just love that kind of enthusiasm, that energy and uh, desire to, to grow into roles that um, are very much for someone like me. The un-sort of measurable rewards as an owner, as an entrepreneur, as, as someone who, who loves our business, because those are some of the greatest rewards where you see young cooks, young chefs, hosts, bartenders. Uh, it's, it's one of the greatest pleasures in, in life. It really is for me and my business partner. And I think it inspires others in ways that we sometimes don't realize until you, you, you participate in a, a conversation like this. So it's uh it really is a two-way street in life, my goodness. Um, it definitely, I think, inspires me. Um, as, a ch- as a chef, you really have to appreciate cooking as like the eternal apprenticeship. I find that so interesting because it's applicable to so many things. And then also how you're pulling the best out of each employee, but then also wanting them to stay at your company for as, as long as they can contribute and um, increasing the tenure and to increase the abilities of the employee to create long-lasting a long-lasting team and a more cohesive team. I was actually really interested in, you briefly mentioned social media because I think that's also quite applicable to like like younger generations because I personally find a lot of my recipes, I'm embarrassed to say, on social media. I don't know why I'm embarrassed to say that, but um, I do look, for so, look to social media and I know a lot of my peers do for recipes, but I was wondering what your opinion on that is and if you find that the quality gets diluted a bit when recipes are shared online or um, what you think about that? I, I am a huge fan of social media. Um, and when I say that, uh, I, I'm not on it every waking minute of, of, of the day, but I do enjoy uh, connecting with it and seeing what's going on on the other side of the world whether it is in the UK, whether it's South Africa, whether it's in Australia, or whether it's in Western or Eastern Canada. So to be able to see what's going on in, in my culinary hospitality restaurant world, it is an incredible way to see what is going on in the moment, what is uh, possibly an emerging trend, what uh, new pieces of culinary equipment are being used, what competitions are being run, what fundraising uh, uh, businesses and, and uh, opportunities are, are, are moving forward. It, it really is, uh, it provides an eye to the world from your own office, your own kitchen, your own bedroom, your own breakfast table, and I just find that absolutely fascinating. So first thing in the morning, I do spend a bit of time skimming through my uh, my social media accounts. 
And it's, it's a great way that we also use as a marketing tool at Oliver and Bonacini. So, yeah, look, I think the, the marketing aspect alone for, through social media is something that we have picked up on and it has been really quite successful for us. And certainly over this COVID period to communicate to the public to our dining guests, to our loyal guests, the hours of operations and when we've had to close and when we're reopening and what we can offer as pick up, take out, take home, uh, food, uh, alcohol and other services that we can provide. So it, it, it has grown into a tool that I don't think we probably fully realized how powerful it could be in its early days and how much we have relied upon it uh, in, in, in most recent days. So it's, it's, it's a fascinating social experiment as I see it. Uh, and I do enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds like it. It's such an incredible marketing tool. I completely agree. And it does keep us connected around the world. And I think that also shows us how much we've seen a shift in the restaurant industry. And I was wondering if you could maybe speak on what a misconception people have about the restaurant industry might be. Yes. Oh, the misconception of the restaurant industry question. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, look, um, I, I think the restaurant industry has always been seen by the layperson as this romantic, glamorous, uh, wonderful business to be in because uh, the background noise of people eating and enjoying and clinking glasses, uh, the aromas of, of delicious food, uh, friends chit-chatting, it, it does, it sounds absolutely sublime. Uh, and it is, if everything is running smoothly and uh, the world is in a good place and you're fully staffed and things are going along swimmingly. Um, but to get it to that step, uh, the restaurant business is fraught with all kinds of pitfalls. It's a business of a million moving parts. It is highly labor intensive. It is very cost front end loaded type of a business. Uh, and we can't ignore the fact that three out of five restaurants fail. It is a difficult business to be in. And uh, look, there are days when I pull what little hair out of uh, my head and think to myself, God damn it, why did I end up getting into this business? But it is, it's a part of my DNA, it's a part of my makeup, and I absolutely love it. I just could not see myself doing anything different. Um, yeah, but it is a beautiful business, yeah. Uh, three out of five is a huge statistic, but um, what do you think has been the most useful piece of advice you've ever been given about life, about cooking, or about anything else that's kind of helped you? Um, navigate this, navigate the restaurant industry, navigate your career? Yes. Uh, look, it's, it's one of the few things that is free in life, uh, advice. Um, look, I, I do think um, the, the, the an Anton Mosiman, my chef, who, who, who said that uh, cooking is an eternal apprenticeship, I, I also take that as advice. And that has always been one that has stuck with me. Um, 
you, and my business partner, Peter Oliver, has always said, you know, Michael, um, in, in partnerships, it, it's not about how much more you can get out of it than the other. It's about how you feel that it's been a good deal for me and it's a good deal for them. And you both walk away feeling it's a win-win. And that, to me, has always stuck with me. Peter and I have a business partnership agreement that took years to put to paper, not because we were bickering, because we could never be bothered to actually make it happen. And eventually we got it done because our legal team said we must get this finished. We both put that in the bottom drawers of our office desks and we've never ever had to take them out again. And that's because I think we we met on center ground and we did things and, and put things into those agreements that were beneficial on both sides. Uh, and I feel the same when it, I'm negotiating with a supplier, with a contractor, and I feel the same when I'm interviewing someone as a potential hire uh, in an executive role. It's it's about finding that common ground that, that works for both sides of the equation and you can walk away feeling it is a true win-win. Um, the other piece of advice is uh, <laughs> this is this is our Oliver and Bonaccini handbook that uh, has taken us decades to create and it is still a living working document so we update it frequently and every employee gets a copy of this and we wholeheartedly believe that if we can achieve a nine out of ten with everything that we say if we can walk the talk within this book we will have a company that stands head and shoulders above most in the hospitality industry so that tool is the single greatest tool that I think we have that um, we use daily at staff briefings with new employees, with old employees. We slightly tailor it per, per restaurant, but the fundamentals of this book apply to a coffee shop, a high-end fine dining operation, a pop-up restaurant, an event venue, and that's our rock. If we if we make that work well for us, it will lead us to better and better things. It really will. It's um, it's our Bible. It's our it's our Ten Commandments. It's got our vision, our mission statements, our core values. It's it's such an important piece of I think the success of O and B. That really shows you how important the culture of a company is in creating success. And, and I love how you have a book of your mission, your values, and like a proper book that, that outlines everything for your employees. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on the Look for Strength podcast today and telling us about your career and about your experience, the challenges you faced, and um, even about social media and your thoughts on that. I really appreciate uh, you coming on and sharing all of the, the insights that you have and all of your experience with us. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure and a delight for me to uh, 
be a part of it. And uh, I hope that uh, your listeners uh, find one or two little nuggets that they um, will will recall and remember and, and uh, be a part of their lives as they move forward. Um, because I do think these types of podcasts are... Uh, are there for us to share and, and they provide great value. And I think it's, um, it's a great opportunity to, to learn about business and how we can grow and become better at the kinds of things that we love to do as business people, as entrepreneurs, as, uh, as in individuals that are just inquisitive. Hearing Michael talk on all different types of topics from social media to leadership to advice he has with stories and anecdotes of his experiences relevant for people of many ages and many different careers, um, business or in the hospitality industry or honestly any industry. And I'm incredibly grateful to have him have had him on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening along and I hope to see you in our next podcast episode. Bye now.